Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Carling Burkhout. We recorded this two weeks ago over Skype, and I recorded my musical parts afterwards. Just a quick reminder before we get started, Get Up in the Cool has a merch store where you can get t-shirts, tank tops, stickers, and masks, all of which you could wear to whatever festivals decide to exist this summer. And if you're going to go, you might as well wrap your favorite old-time music podcast. Follow the link in the show notes and go get your swag. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Carling Burkhout. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Carling Burkout, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. Is is that uh is that Indian Summer? Yes, that's Indian Summer. It's the first tune. First tune, yeah, I think so. Um off of the Carling and Will record. Soon comes night. Yeah, I uh I recognized it um I'm used to hearing like the whole instrumentation of it, but I recognize it in in that like when it goes back up and then yep. it gets crooked of like oh yeah that's that tune awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh did you did you write that so i wrote this was a while ago actually i think four years ago at this point um 
I wrote the initial melody and then brought it to Will and was like, hey, like this is what I've got and sort of worked on it together. But yeah, I think 20, 2016 we wrote it. That kind of tracks because I remember, weren't you on uh, Fretboard Journal? Yeah, we were on Fretboard Journal. And didn't you do that that tune? I think I remember seeing that going around. Yeah, and that was that was a bit ago. I had long hair then. <laughs> it was, I think, like uh, January or February February of 2017 that we recorded that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's around the time when I met Will. Um, Will Cedars. Now, I haven't said his last name out loud. Is it Mosheim? It's Mosheim. Mosheim. It's been a long time since I've seen him and like referred to him by his whole name, and I could. And it's like a name that I don't say every day. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, from Cedars Instruments, who I've had on the show um, about four years ago. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He um, he is a good friend, best friend, ex boyfriend, longtime collaborator, <laughs> Will Mosheim, um, and he built this banjo actually. Um, it's a 12-inch Dobson special. Yeah, no one really make, makes them like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He makes, he makes some incredible banjos. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did you start playing the banjo? I started playing the banjo um, my junior year of high school. So when I was um, 16, 16, and I'm 23 now, so... Seven years ago? Seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, seven Why? years ago. <laughs> Why? Why? Why did you do that? <laughs> um, I, I grew up listening to a lot of folk music, and at some point, I think it might have been my sophomore year of high school, um, we read uh, The Odyssey and ended up watching O Brother or Art Thou in class, and I remember a lot of people hating the music and like making fun of it and I was sort of like oh my god I love this like this is right up my alley but I didn't I didn't know it yet or something like that Uh um and I think I I think I picked up the banjo a little bit out of not really knowing anybody who played it um and being curious about about that like why does nobody play this instrument especially around like in the high school that I went to um so there was a lot of curiosity to it and yeah, I just kind of went What do you mean, especially there. in the high school that you went to? The Did high you have school... a banjo demographic kind of high school, or <laughs> no, uh, opposite of that? We we had okay. like a a very um, it was a very athletically focused high school, and so there weren't really a lot of musicians there, and especially like n- nobody nobody in my high school played banjo um, or really knew anything about the instrument. So yeah, so I mean, <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I want to ask, like, why do you suppose that people were so turned off by, like, the music of O Brother, Where Art Thou? Not that I can't imagine why. I mean, I love that soundtrack. I kind of grew up on that soundtrack. But, right. like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm curious, like, what appealed to you about it? Why do you think your classmates disliked it? And how much practice had you had at that point uh, of... um liking things that um other people in your community <laughs> or your peer group disliked and is right. that, was that a uh, a character trait at that point by any chance mm-hmm. um okay for first things first um i 
think that it maybe it wasn't necessarily a dislike of the soundtrack, but more so they found it humorous. And I mean, this is a group of students who um, probably listen to a lot of pop music and not much else. And um, there's something about not being exposed to different genres of music where when you when you hear it, it's very unfamiliar. And I guess at that point in time, we're dealing with a bunch of like 15, 16 year old kids and sure. like uh, unfamiliarity leads to like discomfort. And then all of a sudden everybody's laughing at it, you know, and I think I think that that was a lot of it. Um, and I don't I'm not sure what necessarily I was attracted to other than having grown up around some folk music and um, I guess like genres that were closer to that. Um, I think part of it then and still now is that that kind of music reminds me of a place like it's very it's very grounded um, in like the environment and in landscape or at least feels that way to me. Um, which has always been something that I find myself attracted to. Like I will hear music and be able to like visualize like the surrounding area. Um, that's been, that's the case musically for me or even, um, you know, reading books or, or writing stories or, or whatever. I'm very intrigued by place. And there's something about that kind of music that evokes that, um, which then led me down, you know, listening to a bunch of like Alan Lomax recordings and, and digging deep into that. Um, to answer the the next part of your question, um, yeah, I think that it was a character trait that I wanted to do something that other people like kind of found weird. Um, I've I've been told that I've been weird like my entire life, and I love that. Like it's um, it's fun to me, and I think it kind of goes back to the discomfort. Like I like doing things that kind of makes other people like feel feel confused by it or like weirded out and they're like why do you play banjo and i'm like i don't know why i play banjo it just happened you know <laughs> <laughs> so who is who is showing you folk music and what do you and what do you mean by that when you say you were like growing up on folk music yeah so my father primarily um he he used to live um, in L.A., and he was a musician who was signed with um, Warner Brothers as a singer-songwriter. And so mm. he was um, basically just writing, I guess, folk, if you will, songs. And so I grew up listening to a lot of, like, um, 1950s and 60s, um, like... Bob Dylan, uh, okay, yeah. Joni Mitchell, Joan Bias, like that that whole group of musicians, like the the Woodstock era. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I grew up listening to, thinking it was old, and then as I approached uh, old time and traditional music, and like dug further into that, I discovered that hey, nineteen sixties music is pretty recent. Um, and so I feel like I just continued going back farther and farther in time. So it sounds like that, what you describe as Woodstock era folk music, yeah. was sort of like a bridge to uh, T Bone Burnett's Americana, uh, like fantasy of a brother right thou, which was yeah. a bridge to Alan Lomax, and like a, and now you're, uh, I guess, wherever you are now. Right now, I feel like I'm I'm farthest from all of that, and, and in a weird way. But yeah, I would say that those were the exact stepping stones that led me into playing like old time fiddle tunes. Um, yeah, when I was in high school and, and during college as well. Uh, let's do let's do another tune, and then I want to ask you like, uh, 
<laughs> specifically the story about like how you acquired your first banjo and um, what you were playing on it when uh, when you did. But what do you want to play first? Yeah, I'll do I'll do another tune off of the Soon Comes Night album um, titled Mulberry Sky, Great. which I'm going to tune for. What what tuning were you just in? You're in B flat now. Um, Indian Summer is in F sharp D A B D. Oh, great! Yeah, it's a it's a weird tuning, and I think it might have happened by my banjo getting like really out of tune and then picking yeah. it up and being like, "Oh, this is really awesome!" And <laughs> I have yet to write anything else in it, which is a pain when it comes to like set lists and everything. Um, but has has been one of my favorites to to mess around in. That's great. I, yeah, I really didn't reckon. I was looking at your left hand in the yeah. Skype, and I was like, I'm. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know how to account for this. <laughs> Some weird shapes. At points, you were just like playing like a like a guitar. Pow- what looked like a guitar power chord. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. When the when the fretboard video went around, there were a bunch of people trying to learn the tune, and they were just doing it in different like random tunings, and it was so yeah. funny to watch and be like, "That's not it." <laughs> all right. Uh, that's great. Cool. I love that. <laughs> and and wait, are you in just like a double B flat right now? I'm in double B flat, yeah. So okay, F B cool. flat, F B flat C. <laughs> Sweet. All right, this is one uh, titled Mulberry Sky. Thank you. 
You you wrote this song or this tune, Mulberry Sky? Yes, yeah, I wrote this one. How do you uh go about naming your instrumental tunes? This is everyone has like a different angle on this. And I'm curious how you approach it. Right, right. Yeah, it it differs for nearly every tune, I want to say. This one in in particular, Mulberry Sky, um, I wrote when I was living in Seattle. I was actually interning with Fretboard Journal um, and was living there for January and February. And it was like 35 every day and sleeting. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And it was it was so bad. I I had like a photo of a sun printed out that I had and I put it on my wall next to me and so I could wake up and be like, Oh, the sun. And so I wrote I wrote this tune while in in this <laughs> climate and through it, um, Mulberry Sky kind of came along because it was what I was thinking about, like a really beautiful, like kind of purple sunset, and I missed it, and uh, it was characteristic to something back home. Um, yeah, so that's that's where this title came from. Um, back home being Vermont, is that where yeah, you're from? I yeah, know that's where you so, are now. Right, born and raised in Vermont, uh, went to college in Vermont, and I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Pacific Northwest is um, often a punishing <laughs> place. Right. I think especially for people who uh, aren't used to. Yeah. Just the gray. It's, the gray it's and hard. The, and the cold. Yeah, it's because it's, there's something about Vermont where, like, yeah, January and February is very cold, but that in-between of, like, it's not cold enough to snow, but it is going to be very damp, is just, it gets to you. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> I think everyone has the uh, seasonal affective disorder here. Right. So. <laughs> uh, myself included. I'm in Portland, which isn't as bad. But, yeah, uh, I've never, I've never been to Portland, but have wanted to go. Yeah. Well, you know, come. <laughs> not. <laughs> not now. <laughs> not in January or February. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, okay. So. You saw Oh Brother Where Art Thou in class. <laughs> All yeah. of your classmates thought it was um, funny. And you were like, well, this, is a- this actually slaps. This music's great. Right. And where did you go to get a banjo? And what did you start playing on it? Yeah, so I got a banjo um, for my birthday from my dad. I got a Gold Tone CC50, which I actually will probably play on this podcast at some point, because I recently, with the help of Will, we uh, got a skin head on it and some nylon strings, and so it's like a reborn banjo. Um, But that was my first one, and I actually, my dad got me lessons with Will, Will Mosheim, um, and that's kind of how we met. Um, So he started teaching me banjo and then a couple of years passed and all of a sudden we were playing together as a duo. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how okay. life works. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so he, he's the one who like introduced you to like claw hammer technique, but also just old time music or old time adjacent music, like in general. Yeah, so he, I, I knew nothing about Clawhammer um, when I first received my banjo, and I didn't really 
know like what the hell old time was um and i think the was way that your first instrument no actually so i um i was playing cello when i was six that's technically my first instrument but only played it for a year or two couldn't tell you anything about it now um and i grew up taking piano lessons um picked up guitar i want to say when i was um got 12 maybe something like that 11 or 12 and so it banjo was down the line for me um but has evolved to be the the instrument i feel most comfortable with um and when did you when did you start writing tunes i know that like the the format of old time music is really comforting for some people and then for other people it's like you know, they, they don't necessarily want to try to engage in the like really intense nerdery (laughs) of like, I I know, I know some people who I love and respect who are like spend most of their time listening to source recordings. And like, that's the main thing that they're sort of interested in and the sort of prospecting nature of that music. But I know that's not for everyone. And I guess like, what is your relationship with the like tradition Versus, I mean, you've started off this interview with, like, two original tunes. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I I mean, I, when I first started playing banjo, I was playing a lot of fiddle tunes. Um, and that was great, and I still do that. And I look to learn tunes by ear to develop, um, d- basically to get me out of ruts when it comes to writing. Um, and I think that learning learning old time music um is really good in terms of like technique um technique and craft like that's where i where i go to um but it was probably after 2 years of of playing um maybe a year i don't know of of playing gigs with will um of all old time tunes when it, it wasn't really doing it for me basically and um I'm a, I'm a really creative person at heart, and I, I felt that I had to be writing my own stuff. Um, and so I turned to writing tunes within, yeah, that old-time format. A lot of this stuff is um, you know, A-A-B-B, and um, fall, falls in line with a lot of other old-time tunes. Um, but it's my own, which, which means a lot to me. Um, and it's still something I do. I still sit down and play banjo and write tunes but as of recently I've been putting more time into um, like getting better at guitar and writing lyrics because things have always been really um, lyric based for me I remember having a conversation with Will actually um, when we were were writing our own songs and he was saying that um, melody is more important to him or that he hears melody before he hears lyrics and I'm definitely the opposite of that and Hmm. I felt when when I was playing tunes that there was like kind of a gap I guess within that and when I turned to writing my own music um it didn't really feel natural with banjo like I, I felt that I could evoke emotion with banjo when it came to melody but when I really wanted to express myself it was more of like uh songs guitar kind of thing um and so it's just sort of evolved over time into that into that sort of relationship, um, I guess. I can't even remember your first, your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was, uh, yeah, asking about, um, yeah, like what old time music 
or tradition like does right. for you. Yeah, it's like it's definitely the foundation, I guess, of my technique. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like artistic expression, um, it, it is way beyond just that, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking when you were playing your tunes that they feel they feel very singable. Mm-hmm. I was sort of like wondering <laughs> if I don't know. <laughs> A lot of these like old time tunes. Uh, they don't have any words that at least have been recorded, but like, it almost seems like you can just sing the title over the actual <laughs> form of the tune. And it's like, is this just like a coincidence? <laughs> or like, I sometimes wonder when people are like coming up with this instrumental music, if they have like secret lyrics <laughs> to it yeah, or something. That's definitely, there are a few tunes, um, like Lily's Lullaby, for instance, which is which is on that Soon Comes Night um, album, that was initially a song that I was working on it and did have lyrics. And it took me probably about a year of playing it live for me to not like sing the lyrics in my head when we were when uh-huh. we were playing the tune. Um, and they've they've since left, but predominantly a, a lot of the music that I'm writing on banjo, um, I don't even think about lyrics for some reason that exists separate in my head from like when I pick up the guitar and I'm immediately thinking about lyrics. I don't, I don't know what that is, but there is some separation in my head. Well, what do you want to play next? Um, I could, I could do a song that I'm working on. It's not necessarily like traditionally based, but to to throw it in there, if that's cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, cool. It's definitely what we're talking about. So, right. I felt like it was the natural transition. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So this one, um, I'm very slowly working on a solo album, and by very slowly, I mean like five years into it and still like writing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but this is one of the most recent ones. Um, I've been working on it for I think like three months now, and it's definitely a work in progress. Um, but it is titled Omens.
Clusters of birds like a trail of black smoke make it harder to see straight when I'm feeling seasick. A cardinal on a pale horse near a willow wisp swamp, I'd cheer you up if I could. But I'm looking for omens instead. Cool song. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, how many, <laughs> how many more uh, years do you need for this album? When can I'm we expect it to come out? Thinking like five more, <laughs> something five? like that. Cool. <laughs> Seems reasonable. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <It's> relatable. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're trying to do something of all original stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's lovely. What has music looked like for you uh, this last year? <laughs> um, I think I'm the worst musician that I've been in a really long time, uh-huh. actually. <laughs> um, I It's really hard to... I mean, I'm, I'm writing a lot. Um, I'm writing a lot of lyrics, especially. Um, my banjo playing has kind of just, like, completely stopped. Like, I think... Tonight's probably the, like, third or fourth time I've played since the new year. Um, It's hard, I guess, to motivate yourself, and, um, you know, all of the gigs were canceled. Will and I had released our album um, kind of at the height of the pandemic. Um, The (laughs) tour that we had scheduled um, got completely, completely canceled, and it just kind of, like, sucked for for a bit. and was hard to accept. And so the the combination of not playing gigs and feeling um, sort of let down by how things went and also not having really friends to play with, not the the collaboration anymore, um, makes me feel less like a musician than I have before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To put it simply... (laughs) Yeah, that uh, that all tracks. That's all pretty relatable. <laughs> um, there's definitely like a moment whenever we get all of our kids to bed each evening where I just sort of feel like, and that, and now what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, and then like you know, usually that 
you know, <laughs> like uh, before a year ago, I would be, I would have some music to play or something to prepare for, um, something to learn and, or just people to play with for, yep. for not work. And uh, yeah, it's really, uh, <laughs> I can relate to just like, oh, I don't feel like a musician. Right, right. Yeah, that's a, like a great way to, a great and sad way to put it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, this, there, there's been ups and downs of the past year, but, um, you know, a, a year ago, I was considering being a musician full time, and that was, um, on the table, I guess. And then I have no desire to do that anymore. I've, I've since been hired for another company and I'm working full time and it's just, um, yeah, it's just kind of like a, the decisions that I had to make were made for me for better or for worse. Um, and yeah, that my, my future and trajectory, it was kind of like, fell into place right as this, as this pandemic happened, um, which I honestly feel a little bit grateful for because I I feel that I have ended up where I should be. Um, but it's weird being like, okay, I don't, I don't make the life choices right now. Like this is just gonna, it's gonna happen. (laughs) Yeah. I have another friend, uh, around here who, um, (laughs) he, he spent the, the last winter, um, of like 2019 and, two, and 2020 like saving up a bunch of money and then getting ready to release a record and yeah. like tour for you know like he and and then he quit his job and um <laughs> like he yeah. had a similar thing kind of set up you know and yeah. uh yeah i don't know where he's at with all of that now but uh <laughs> yeah there's definitely something kind of um dispelling right <laughs> about this time <laughs> Yeah, um, so now, like, I guess going forward, like, I don't know if in Vermont, like, I'm seeing a lot of selfies, a lot of vaccine selfies in uh, in Appalachia. My friends that are in hmm. Appalachia, apparently, like, they're getting them now, and, you know, my non-old people friends, uh, <laughs> they're getting them, and I don't know when... I don't know where Vermont is at with like that kind of rollout, like, um, or if that's around the corner, but when, when that happens, like, uh, I guess, what do you, what do you see music looking like, uh, in your life? Like the role right. in your life going forward? Um, go, so it, it looks like I'll probably, um, be vaccinated by June. That's how it looks in uh-huh. Vermont right now. Um, I don't really know yeah, actually how here. that differs. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think moving forward, um, music is going to definitely be more of, of a hobby for me, but I'm trying to balance it like a full-time job, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I The job I have now, I'm, I'm a copywriter, and I really kind of love it. Um, and I want to continue doing that, but also, you know, creating and um, recording and even touring are some of my favorite things ever. And so, um, however possible to to continue my job while also getting the opportunity to do things um, musically, that's how I would like my future to look. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to 
go to live shows again. That's I miss that so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do one more tune, and then um, we can talk about how to keep up with you musically and uh, search through how to find your backlog of recorded music totally. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling the banjo back out. Yeah. Um, this is a different one. This is actually yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah. the gold tone that I that I mentioned that got a little updo. Um, it's got now calf head on it that I I dyed my myself. <laughs> it's beautiful. And um, nylon strings. So this is the the first banjo that I had that I was gifted by my father uh, for my birthday when I was. Um, I guess 16. Um, and it, yeah, it wasn't really getting much use because I, I love my other, the 12-inch Dobson special um, that Will made. I love that banjo. And so I couldn't really, it didn't compare at all. And so I was like, I'll just, I'll go for something that has a completely different tone altogether. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess I'll, I'll play a traditional. Um, I'll do uh, Wandering Boy. Oh, great. I like playing that one um, back to back with Lost Girl simply for their titles. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I find it a fun combo. <laughs> so, uh, where should people go to hear more of your music and to eventually be updated 
uh, five years from now when your <laughs> solo album comes out? Yeah, so to hear the most recent of my music, um, you can go to carlingandwill.com um, and buy our album Soon Comes Night, uh, which is available on CD and vinyl. And if you ask for it, I'll draw like a little picture on your vinyl. Like there's some, some okay. ways to get some cool things, you know? And, um, in... You gotta, if you want, like, uh, you know, some, like, physical media, you have to add in a little bit of extra. That's how it goes. I was, at one point, writing poems for people. I was like, if you buy our record, like, I'll write you a poem. And, like, that's the kind of thing you have to do these days. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's great. Yeah, so that, you can hear the most recent stuff there. Um, whenever I get this solo album out, you know, like, in the next decade um you can find uh-huh. that at uh carlingburkout.bandcamp.com yeah great yeah cool well i'll include links to all of that and i mean do you want people to follow you on any kind of social media you can if you want it's yeah it's also my name carling burkout um okay on the good old Instagram, post banjo Great. videos so- somewhat frequently. <laughs> Great. Um, thanks so much for taking some of your Wednesday, I guess, evening for you. And, yeah, uh, yeah hanging out with me, playing me tunes. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for chatting. What do you want to do for the last one? Um, I can do... Quince Dillon, Quince Dillion, however, yeah. however one says it, I can play that. <laughs> Just gonna... Quince Dillon's high B flat. Yeah, exactly. It is going to be in B flat. Cool. Just gonna put a nice uh, towel in my banjo so it doesn't sound like a banjo anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually, I wasn't, I wasn't going to play because I just learned it recently um, from Victor Furtado. Um, oh yeah! Have you seen his video of him doing it on YouTube? Uh huh. It's just crazy. <laughs> and so I I learned that and just like a a little warning, anything could happen. So <laughs> who knows how it'll turn out? It's exciting. Can't wait. All right, here we go.
Visit carlingandwill.com to find out more about their music and visit their Bandcamp page to buy their albums. And if you use Facebook and Instagram, give them a like and follow. Make sure to follow Carling's Instagram for news of her upcoming album, which you'll be able to get at her Bandcamp page. All of that is linked in the show notes for this episode. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series. I've been adding some up-the-neck claw hammer tutorials for old-time tunes. I have another one coming out on Friday after this episode is released. So um, if you're interested in learning how to play past that fifth fret, go sign up at pitchforkbanjo.com. There is a sample beginner's lesson there, so you can make sure you like the teaching style. Uh, I hope you do. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set. It's available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up in the Cool. 